Hello, hello, friends. I am Yasmin Tiana, and you are listening to Letters from Saturn. Letters from Saturn is a podcast about my personal stories surrounding self-discovery, self-improvement, womanhood, and all of the things that come along with it. We are getting vulnerable, we are getting interpersonal, and we are getting real, real. The name of today's podcast episode is The Wind Howls with No Remorse. Today, we're going to be talking about the topics of faith, fear, and discernment. But before we get into the meat of the podcast episode, I'm going to give you guys a little vibe check like of what's been going on with me and how what's going on with me relates to what we're going to be talking about today. So let's get into it. For the past couple of weeks, I've been interviewing for a paralegal position at one of the top law offices in my area. I had been through like two, three rounds of interviews and basically the office manager was just waiting on an email or a callback from me stating like my longevity in the city that I'm in right now. Because as you guys know, if you listen to the last episode of Letters from Saturn, I recently graduated with my bachelor's this past May. And this year I devoted to myself that I was gonna use it as a year of experimentation, really figuring out what like my purpose is and what I actually want to spend my time doing. And she was basically just waiting on a word telling her that I was gonna be here for a longer period of time than I think I will be. And it was kind of like a moral dilemma on my part because at first, like I lied to her, like I was like, yeah, I'll be here for a pretty long time. And then I just really thought about it and it really sat deeply in my mind and my body and my spirit that I was trying to force something rather than have faith in what is already divinely ordained for me because I'll give you guys a little bit more background going into college I really wanted to be a lawyer or at least I thought I wanted to be a criminal lawyer in order to be able to tell the stories and of the wrongfully convicted and be able to help them you know a pretty telltale story, right? Girl from Brooklyn, sees injustices in Brooklyn growing up and wants to grow up and be a lawyer to be able to solve everything just on her own. Wow, what an ego. (laughs) Then my beliefs started to form a little bit more and I was like, nope. (laughs) Actually, I think everything just needs to be abolished. Like, I'm pro-abolition, so now what? And I would never sit up here on this mic and try to tell y'all that I'm like the most activist of the activist. (laughs) I just believe what I believe and I think that some things are fundamentally wrong and for me to look past that in order to participate in a false belief that I would be able to uproot this entire system from what it has standed upon for over 400 years it's a little bit delusional to me and i'm not saying i will never go to law school 
it's something that I may still look into. But as of right now, it's a no. And especially a no working at a personal injury firm. Like at that point, I was literally just doing it for the money. And that was me operating outside of my character and outside of my integrity. And I believe that at the end of the day, all we have is God and our character and our integrity. And what that means to you and your community is what that means to you and your community. Take from that what you will. And in addition to that job no longer being in alignment with who I am and who I am becoming, I am, was also waiting to hear back from another job that will be starting in January. So that is something that I actually really want to do, something that I enjoy doing. And I was literally gonna use the job in lieu of waiting for my other job to start up in January. And when the time came, I was gonna dip on um like Shodi had a pimp up <laughs> and I was it was really just like even that decision, that thought process was weighing really heavily on my mind and my spirit. So I really sat with it. I went to the gym with it. I cried with it. And I really had to think. I was like, why is even the thought of me working here at this law office, this personal injury firm, making me uncomfortable? And it was not only because I was trying to fit into a mold of myself that I had outgrew a long time ago, but it was because I was moving outside of my integrity. Like, I know right now the whole, like, fuck capitalism rhetoric and we're treating our employees like trash and getting what we need is popular. And yes, to some certain extent, I agree with that. But, no, I agree with that. Do what y'all have to do. But I genuinely just didn't feel comfortable with me, like, in my spirit, me being who I am and the being that I am. I didn't feel comfortable doing that to this office that actually invests in its employees, trains them helps them like go through law school like really gives them the tools that they need to be successful in this field and helps them further their career and something that they may love but that's just not me like I'm not the type to do that you can call me soft whatever and I don't ever envision myself constantly needing to leave jobs to get better offers and I don't envision myself living that type of lifestyle at all. In fact, I don't imagine myself living a lifestyle. I imagine myself living a life, you know? And truth be told, I don't want to work in an office environment. I don't want to work from home. I just want to create and provide insurmountable value for others within my bounds while God and I co-create the rules, not Bob, guys, never Bob. And me working there would have been me succumbing to the pressures of capitalism and me feeling like that's what I had to do after I graduated college. And like I said before, I was just doing it for money and doing things for money is out of integrity for me. I do things that I love and then money flows to me. And 
being fresh out of college, there is a lot of false pressure. People disillusion themselves into having to have these careers and these lifestyles that they don't actually want, like their soul doesn't actually want it. And I really had to step outside of the Maya, step outside of the illusion for a second and come back home to myself and really have faith in God's timing. This was one of the moments in my life where I felt like I was at a crossroads and that if I made a decision out of fear and not out of faith, that I was gonna regret it. So I was moving out of faith and not fear, never fear. And I really had to step back and was like, why do I feel drawn to have to do this right now? And I realized the reason why I initially wanted to be a lawyer wasn't to help people, even though that's what my ego wanted to say. I wanted to be a lawyer because I loved to tell stories. And telling stories helps people. But I wanted to tell stories with my words, with my body, with my heart, and with my spirit. And I've always been telling stories ever since I was a kid. And I love to hear or watch a good one as well. And my life is a story composed of little stories. And all of our lives are, if we choose to think about them in that way. Some would call that romanticizing. I would just like to call it living. I'm gonna be real honest with y'all. Before I could even sit down and really record this episode, I was having many doubts in my mind about whether or not I had the capability to be able to do so or if it's even worth it for me to do so. I just honestly was not certain on if we would make it this far to episode two of Letters from Saturn. And the reason for this was because for the longest, I was being my biggest hater rather than my number one supporter. I just lacked faith in myself. And if I was tasked with the responsibility of finding one common thread, one similarity between everyone's purposes here on earth, it would have to be that everyone has to learn to have faith in themselves and the ideas that come to them because it was placed into your heart for a reason. Faith, or the lack thereof, is the reason for today's podcast episode. Today, we're gonna be talking about faith, fear, and discernment. I'm gonna be talking to you all about how I am beginning to work with my faith versus against it, and how navigating life with that shift in perspective and a strong sense of faith and self is changing my life by the moment and could possibly change yours too. But before we get directly into the episode, I want to do a little exercise. So let's get into it. Let's take one deep, full breath here. Like really feel it in your gut. Exhale through your mouth. Now, 
ground down into your body and imagine if you prepared for the best case scenario in whatever stage of life you're in whatever your problems you have that you may think you can't solve forget all that and imagine just what if you prepared for the best case scenario and really ground down into it imagine what that best feels like for you what it looks like what it smells like what it sounds like what it tastes like what do you feel like for real now really breathe deeply into that reality because you're there okay now i imagine just that short exercise invoked some sort of emotion within you whether that be a quote unquote positive emotion like joy or bliss or a quote unquote negative reaction like maybe you felt like that reality that you were envisioning was not possible for you maybe you couldn't even like you tried for and for some reason had trouble holding the image or emotion in your mind whatever it be however you felt let's acknowledge it but withhold from judging it maybe as you were trying to imagine several blockages several limiting beliefs came up and your ego started yelling started shouting at you listing all of the reasons why you would wouldn't be able to have your ideal reality like all of the programming that tells you you can't have what you want what you desire pops up and for a lot of people including myself sometimes there is this disconnect between between where we are and the lives that we desire and that disconnect is not at all because anything that we want is unattainable it's just that because of all of the programming we have been unconsciously susceptible to our entire lives has been consistently eroding us of our faith in ourselves in our higher powers in just our reality we have been programmed unconsciously by our parents by our environments this i believe to be even more so true for those of us in the western world and i mean i'm not even the first person to say this some people have even gone as far to say that as a system this is a place devoid of faith faith in the right things that is I'm speaking from the United States, so yeah. So, before I go into 
breaking that that down a little more let's talk a little bit about the meaning of faith my meaning the one that we're going to be working with for this episode it's not my meaning a lot of people use this meaning but it's just what we're going to be working with and kind of the frame of reference that we're going to be using for the episode faith you can find this in the bible the king james bible faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of things not seen for me personally it is knowing that everything really does happen for a reason and that's not just the cliche that people say it's true everything around us is divine including and especially our minds i'm not me rhyming i didn't mean to do that y'all i promise but our minds are filled with divine intelligence now stay with me here because we might get a little abstract but yeah let me know if you want me to explain anything a little bit more like dm the page with questions or i'm gonna be posting like some visual content to youtube soon so like you can leave me a comment there, email me. If you have a question about anything, I'll say I'll try my best to get back to you. But stay with me here. Because we have this divine intelligence running through us at all times, we are consciously and unconsciously creating our realities in every second. And our realities are created by us and by the things that we have consciously and unconsciously internalized throughout our lifetime. Whether you be 15, 21, 65, you have been internalizing things that have led to what you see in your physical reality on this plane. Now, creation is a tricky word to use in something like this because I do believe that we are co-creating our realities with God at all time. But it doesn't mean that we're creating something completely out of thin air. Creation is a tricky word because I believe that the reality we want to exist in already exists. And we are just consciously and unconsciously choosing to align to one of a lower vibration or a higher vibration in whatever moment we're in. Like with our day-to-day choices, with our day-to-day reactions. Reaction is the key word. Because throughout our day, we are consciously and unconsciously reacting to things that are placed within our environment. Right? For the most part, we are. And how we choose to react or to act upon things creates what we see in front of us. Now, we can turn this ship around at any moment, at any time. They don't want us to know that, though. They really don't. (laughs) Because the longer we wait, the more unprogramming we have to undo. In order to really take control of our realities, we have to go back into the past and analyze every event for what it was and realize that no matter the nature of the event, be it positive, quote unquote, or negative, 
it happened for a reason. Awareness. Now, I like to believe that nothing is inherently positive or negative. I kind of touched on this a couple minutes ago. It just is. And as humans, with our emotions and our ability to conceptualize what is, I feel like we need to label things for our sanity. Now, let's take, for example, myself. A big part in my reprogramming was and is acknowledging that I have to go through certain things in order to shape me into the person that I am, who I was, and who I am becoming. Now, this started in childhood and continues to this day. Some people call that karma. I'll explain a little bit more about the karma thing in a, in a few, because I don't necessarily believe in karma, but I do believe that there are certain life cycles that I signed up for and have to and I have to have in order to achieve what my soul came here to achieve. Like there's things in past lifetimes that maybe I wanted to do or haven't done that I need to do in order to fulfill my soul's mission. And you don't have to agree with me in order to understand what I'm about to explain because I understand not everybody believes in past lives. Um, Not everybody believes in karma. I don't believe in karma. I'll explain that right now, which is interesting because this podcast is a podcast with the planet Saturn in the title. And in astrology, Saturn is the planet of karma. Saturn is also the planet of perceived limitations and restrictions, which I think is just another way to say an illusion because you're perceiving something that's not actually there, even though it feels like it's really there. Which goes to show, I believe, that karma is an illusion and that if you think you can't be a better person because of X, Y, and Z that you did in a past life, you will never be a better person because you are in the chokehold of an illusion. You can do better and you will as long as you believe that you deserve it. And it's hard to believe that you deserve it when you have been a shitty person which is why a lot of spiritual texts say do onto others as you would have them do onto you in different languages, in different phrases, but they all say the same thing. So it's not really karma. So I look towards more astrological practices that focus less on rectifying the past energies of what has happened to you um, in your past lives, but looking towards like indicators in someone's birth chart that signifies what they're going to do during this lifetime and the steps that it's going to take for them to get there rather than looking towards how to rectify something that's not real anymore at least anything that steers towards like invoking fear in people fear mongering I stare away from even if it has to do with astrology because fear is the opposite of what we're here to do right now. Like, yeah, it's a natural feeling, but it's something that we're trying to rid ourselves of, not have practices that invoke more of 
Florence Scovulshin talked about it and I believe in the game of life but she was like this is why I don't this is why she doesn't like believe in like astrologers or like tarot or anything that tries to use like people's karma or past lives to scare them into acting in one particular way when in reality yeah this karma can exist it can but it does not take precedence over you and God's co-creation. Nothing does. And having faith in that and like having these like divinatory practices that talk about um, quote unquote negative things. Cause like, I don't, like I'm not all love and light, right? But I don't believe, I believe that karma is an illusion and I believe that what we put into our aura field, what we do to other people, yeah, we can expect that to come come back to us. But like in terms of like past lives karma, like I do believe that every action has an equal equal and opposite reaction, right? So don't do things, don't say things, don't think things about people that you wouldn't want people to think about you. But in terms of karma, have you having like karma and karmic debts from past lives and you needing to rectify that on your time on earth or else we're going to have a miserable existence i don't believe that that i don't believe that to be true because that would mean that that your karmic cycles whatever you did in the past it would insinuate that we don't have a forgiving god and we do but yeah, don't do things to people that you wouldn't expect done or said or thought about you. At least don't attach yourself to those thoughts. But yeah, I hope that was an and a good explanation about why I don't necessarily believe in karma in terms of past lives. As I said before, I do believe that we had cert we have signed up to have certain experiences and that our soul needs to grow from in order to experience the parts of life that our soul has signed up to experience. Like, for example, <laughs> with myself, like, yes, I was a child when a lot of uh, what people would say could call negative things and would call me a victim and all types of ting. Like, no child deserves to get, like, cursed out like some random on the street by their mother. But... For some reason, my soul wanted to experience like experience that like it happened. I experienced it, and now by acknowledging that this wasn't okay and that nobody should have to go through that, I can choose to internalize it. But in what some people may call my fucked up brain, I say, like, yeah, this was. The, I understand that nobody else should have to experience that, and I believe I am a person here to break. Um, generational curses within my family so I had to be someone to experience that in order to stop it in my family in order to correct things for you know my little brother like I have a little brother he's six years old and I have another little brother he's 16 right now and I have an older sister and me and my older sister who's like 27 right now I am 22 experienced a lot more um, trauma than my little brothers did and I don't know if she sees it this way, I'll speak for myself, but I had to go through that. 
and I had to come after my sister to, you know, help mend and heal familial relations. But that's as far as I'll go into that. But the fact that I can now choose to internalize the event as something positive that's going to help my family for uh, future generations, generations after me, because that shit stops with me rather than where before when I was like ignoring the pain that this caused me and I was moving through life unconsciously, internalizing, internalizing what happened to me in ways that not only harmed myself over and over again, but other people that I love and care about. And for some reason, when things start to hurt, not only just yourself, you kind of start to care a little bit more like you notice. Like for some reason, when you're hurting yourself, I must speak for myself, but for some reason when you're hurting yourself, you can't, you can't feel it. <laughs> like it's not as important, but when you start hurting other people, you really feel it like, damn, my eye changed. Or at least that happened for me. And I am con consciously choosing to internalize all events that happen to me in ways that no longer harm me and people that I care about and the work is real. I am, con <laughs> I am consciously choosing to forgive my mother and other people who have hurt me throughout my life and realizing that no matter what, our souls met for a reason to teach each other. Like I don't believe anybody I ever met was a mistake. No matter how hurt I left at the end of the situation, I healed. And I wish everybody love, even the people who hurt me most. And I have forgiven my mother and others who hurt me for myself, but it doesn't mean that the wounds still don't burn sometimes. It doesn't mean that at the time when it did happen, I didn't take it as a personal attack on me, because I definitely did. <laughs> But I had to learn that I, especially like not when I was a child and I had no control over what was happening, like I can blame my mom for some stuff. Like, yes, I can, but I'm choosing to forgive her. So I'm getting past the blame part. But things that happened to me when I was a conscious adult, making my own decisions, making, choosing, consciously choosing how I wanted to feel. Well, unconsciously, I was unconsciously choosing how I wanted to feel. But at some point, it did become conscious. I was like, I feel like shit, but I'm still around people who are making me feel like shit. But remember, you can forgive people and still not have them in your life. Because that's where discernment and boundaries come in again. Right? Like, you don't want to feel like that again so you put up the boundaries and the and you have the discernment even if it's with people that you love the most who you feel like could never would never hurt you because they did so now you need to establish boundaries like I have boundaries established in place with my mother because of x y and z it doesn't mean I love her any less boundaries in fact mean that you love somebody you care about somebody enough to keep them in your life that you're telling them how not to hurt you when you put up a wall you ain't getting in baby boundaries like yeah i let you in but under 
XYZ conditions, you know? You really have to think about it at the end of the day, like how best do I heal and what will serve me best on my journey moving forward? And I can't tell you that for yourself. You would have to listen to yourself. You would have to sit in silence and stillness in the uncomfortability of the emotions. Like, I can't tell you how to heal. Like, for instance, some people are here on a journey of detachment. And some people are here to learn how to have healthy relationships with other people. And some people are here to break the chains of ancestral bondage, but not only healing themselves, but their entire lineage. And the only way to know what you're here for is to listen and to do the work, to delve deep into the darkest parts of yourself, your shadow. We'll be talking about that on not the next episode of Letters from Saturn, but the next, next episode of Letters from Saturn. But um, back to the topic of faith. Many of us, like I was talking about in the first episode, many of us have experienced things throughout our childhoods that made us believe that we were unworthy of things, of good things. And when we become adults capable of creating the lives we want for ourselves we have the ability to continue to either disempower ourselves or to boss up and empower yourselves to like no matter regardless of what happens to me i'm still that girl because your parents are no longer like hyping you up or uh, bringing you down like this is it's your life at the end of the day and It really boils down to the question of, do you have faith that despite whatever traumas you may have experienced in the past, that everything is always working out for you? That everything is always operating and working in your favor? Or do you still believe that everything is happening to you? Did you feel victimized as a child? And do you still carry that victimization around with you in a satchel? Looking, always looking for more things to pick up, to put in the satchel to confirm what you have already come to believe about yourself through years and years of internalization. Did you feel disempowered in your childhood? And are you still carrying that feeling of not being worthy around with you in your adult life? Because I was. And now I am constantly catching myself in moments where I choose to feel bad for myself. Like two weeks ago, I was having a conversation with my partner and I was talking to him and I was telling him I was really excited about how I found a way to stop something from happening, right? Like it was something with our cats. <laughs> Cause the cats, they, they just be doing the most. So I found a way to like stop them. And it went silent for a second. And I just said so quickly, like in a defense mechanism, like for when I don't feel heard, I was like, I'll just keep my thoughts to myself. And this 
was a subconscious decision, but something that has come to me consciously now. So it's no longer subconscious because I'm aware that I do it, which I'm grateful for. But in the moment, it was a subconscious decision to shut down because a part of my brain is used to that response, is used to not feeling heard. It's used to feeling like I need to shut down in order to protect myself. I need to make myself smaller rather than sitting in the uncomfortability of that moment and waiting for my partner to respond to me. I decided to become the victim and we're not doing that no more. Y'all, we not. So keep it cute. We have to stop carrying around that satchel of dead weight and the regrets of yesterday. It's okay to put it down and be present and be faithful that the trajectory of your life is a positive one with some ups and downs along the road. But it's okay because the experience of each one helps you to be grateful and to remain present and flow with the ebbs and flows of life. Just as the seasons do, we do, our circumstances do, and it's our responsibility to have grace during all of it. And just because one quote unquote bad thing happens to you does not give you the right to turn your back on faith on faith in yourself, on faith in whatever it is you believe in. Because you're doing a disservice to yourself and to your belief system. And you're falling for the trap of everything around you that's designed to make you turn your back on yourself and on your faith. Like, I'll tell y'all another story about myself. I had a period of my life, very briefly, when I was a teenager, and I thought that I was an atheist. Like, at that time, I really just didn't believe in anything, any higher power, and that I was just floating around in space with no purpose, no divine design, no nothing, just here with my big-ass ego and big-ass head. <laughs> And that was a miserable part of my existence, but it was necessary to go through. And the decision to claim, self-proclaim myself as this atheist, this person who didn't believe in shit, <laughs> stemmed from me realizing that at no point was anyone gonna come save me and do the work for me and I had been stamped so hard by victimhood that I was like, nothing must exist if I feel like this, if I feel like shit. But I now know that I was so wrong. Like I was just choosing, like constantly picking to acknowledge only the negative bad things in my life. And I pitied myself, like, 
I'm a Leo, son. I don't fucking pity myself. And I thought, like, why me? Why? Why was this happening to me? And I think at this moment, like, if I was me in that position right now, I really should have asked the question of, why me? But, like, what is this trying to teach me? Like, why do I have to be the specific person to go through the situation? They're both the same question, but they're looking at it from different perspectives. One of victimhood and one of, I'm going to raise up above my circumstances and prove that, you know, this shit don't phase me and learn my lesson from it. But now that I really am able to step back from the actuality of the events that have shaped me into who I am, I can identify what whatever situation I was going through was trying to teach me. And I can now, as an adult, choose how to internalize it. And because I identified it, I can now change it. And now, in 2021, me, I have so many beliefs and faiths and things seen and unseen. And I believe that no matter what you believe or don't believe, you have a system of divine intelligence running up and through you at all times. And whether you choose to take the time to listen to it, sit with it, pray to it, that's all up to you. And remembering your agency is key. We choose what to believe. We choose what to give life to. And that's so powerful to me. Like right now for me, I especially feel a calling to Islam and a calling to honor my ancestors and their practices. So that is my frame of reference for everything that I do. In addition to my Christian upbringing, which is a lot more nuance, <laughs> a lot more nuanced than white Christianity. But regardless of that, I know one thing to be true, that God is within every single one of us and how we choose to honor and express that every day is up to us. But it is our responsibility to take heed to the questions of our soul and to have faith that it will not lead us astray. And when we do answer the calling to never let fear and shame erode it. Be who you are proudly with no remorse, much like how the wind howls every day, how it wants to in, direct, in the direction and speed it wants to without being afraid or worrying about what the trees or humans will think. It just is. And regardless of whether or not it's pleasing to people or things, 
it still does its thing. Be like the wind. Be who you are. Express yourself fully and exercise yourself of the demons of fear and shame who are preventing you from being who you really are. Whether those demons come in the form of people or thoughts, it is important to never let that derail you from what your true purpose is. Because it's not only a disservice to yourself, but to the entire world. Like we deserve to experience you. You deserve to experience you at the very least. But don't ignore the resistance that you may feel. Feel into that resistance. Like remember when we did that exercise earlier in this episode and acknowledge the emotions that you are feeling, but also acknowledge that these emotions, these thoughts, or even people who may be projecting onto you are only operating out of fear. And therefore, your thoughts, your feelings about it, their feelings about whatever is imaginary. And remember that truth always transcends illusion. So be vulnerable. And being vulnerable is knowing that you are susceptible to attack, but daring to go at it anyways. Ask and it is given. And have faith that if you are listening to yourself and your inner guidance, that things will turn out exactly how they are supposed to. Perfect and true. So, change your inner dialogue. Start with affirmations, scripting, uh, which is just writing about what you want, figuring out what you want, being intentional and daring to be vulnerable and brave. And watch you start attracting everything you desire. (laughs) So we're going to get into the next segment of the podcast right now. Last week, I said we're gonna try to answer the question of whether to kill or nurture your inner child on today's podcast episode. And I kinda wanted to wait to the end to do this because I feel like it would give y'all maybe a little bit more to think about when I brought it up again. So now that you guys have listened to me speak a little today, what do y'all think my answer is gonna be? Y'all think, I think, you should kill or nurture your inner child. I'll give you a couple seconds. Okay. (laughs) I think it depends on the type of childhood you had. Like I was on TikTok like a week ago and there's like actually a scale um, that psychologists use to determine how much trauma you had um, as a child. I think I heard it brought up on a podcast as well. I don't know what it's called, but I'll put the link in the show notes if I find it. Um, I also put the name of the podcast or the TikTok, whichever one I found it from. But here's my answer. (laughs) I think the decision of whether you need to kill or nurture your inner child depends on the type of childhood you had. And if you were ever allowed the space to be a child for real, for real. 
And I feel like depending on your score on that test and the amount of traumas you may have experienced during your childhood, you may need to get rid of that completely because I believe it was Oprah who said something like this. She did like a book with a psychologist and like basically what a child learns from the ages or experiences from the ages of zero to six are really important in forming the brain's neural pathways and basically how the child like what perspective the child is going to view the world from and so a lot of us are kind of still living in that same programming that our environment primed us to be in from those ripe ages of zero to six and if you had a traumatic childhood and you weren't allowed the space to ever be a child for real you may need to completely get rid of that child <laughs> like completely reprogram yourself to think about things completely differently and I know this is not the case for everyone because some people were allowed very like fortunate childhoods in which they were allowed to express the full embodiment of themselves as a child but some people weren't and unfortunately it is a privilege even though it should be a right to be able to have and experience childhood and be a child fully. Now, for myself personally, I have decided to kill the parts of myself that I felt like I ever needed to conform or be less of myself in order to be fully accepted into spaces. Like, other people who have had different experiences than me may decide to nurture that part of themselves. Not me, though. That part is destroyed and obliterated because it's not actually a part of my true self. It was a part of me that I adopted to be accepted into what I thought and what I viewed as a cruel world. Siri played Cruel World by Lana Del Rey. <laughs> I know y'all gonna get on me for that because I'm a black woman and I be listening to Lana Del Rey sometimes, but she be making the hits. She make the trauma hits. Like, you can't listen to her all the time, though. Like, I can't... We're gonna have a conversation about that later in the season, too, about the types of music that you listen to and how if you're not in the space to listen to them, they can lower your vibration. Uh, but I also believe it's about what you think. Like, if you think the music can lower your vibration, it is gonna lower your vibration. But if you don't think that, then it won't. And I'm choosing to be indestructible to certain types of music, okay? <laughs> um... But yeah, the parts of me that were not of my true self and that I accepted as a part of me only to be um, considered normal in this, what I thought was a cruel world um, was never me. And this fear and shame was just demons and illusions because the real goal, everybody's real goal, should be able to show up authentically and 100% yourself in all spaces. And that doesn't mean everybody's 100% of one like facet of themselves. So if you wanna show up as 10 different people and that's authentically you, you should be able to do that, I believe. 
And what I mean by that is fuck elitism, fuck code switching, fuck conforming just because it's what's comfortable. And really, 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 I beg you all, like, dare to be yourself. And it's really sad that we have to, like, say things like that. But yeah, dare to be yourself in this world that is an act of courage. And the parts of myself that, from my childhood, that I have chosen to nurture are the parts of myself where I was expressive, where I performed in front of people, where I auditioned for my elementary school, PS399. If you listened to the last episode, I auditioned for the elementary school graduation to sing Man in the Mirror as a part of the lead choir. Not being at all conscious of what I sounded like when singing or what I looked like when I danced. Just pure, unadulterated energy. Like when I was the fucking main character, <laughs> Diana Ross, when we were playing The Supremes in fifth grade. And I took that shit so seriously. I was like, y'all are not in position. <laughs> and Honestly, I have just chosen to resurrect that part of myself. I've resurrected her. I've sanctified her. And I make her feel safe to be herself in whatever setting she's in. I give her permission to take up space. I give her permission to pop up on me at any moment. Like, we're besties. But my inner child that is a victim, I put her down nice and softly and told her that it's okay and that she can put down the mask and that she doesn't have to pretend anymore. Then I slit her throat. <laughs> Cause that version of me cannot afford to exist in any future timeline of myself. I take up space, say it with me, I take up space. I am not a victim to my circumstances. I honor the parts of myself that I have had to kill and shed to be who I am today. And we rejoice in the fact that we are free and no longer in perpetual bondage. With that being said, this is the end of our time together for this episode. Be sure to go check out episode three of Letters from Saturn, which is already out and streaming on all platforms. On the importance of being in your body and taking up space, we'll talk about what that actually means and I'll tell you guys how I put it into practice every day. Make sure you head over to www.yasmintiana.com and sign up for emails every time a new batch of episodes of Letters from Saturn drops. There or in the show notes, you can find all of the social media handles of people and links and things I may have mentioned. Make sure you follow us at Letters from Saturn Pod on Instagram if you haven't. And last but not least, if you have the time and feel so inclined, please leave me a review. Thank you all. Love you all so much. Already, I literally, already I'm loving going on this journey and growing with you all. And I love sharing my stories and my experiences and my perspective with you guys. And yeah, if you're listening, I am grateful. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Yasmin Tiana, and you are listening to Letters from Saturn. Until next time, stay safe and be blessed. See you in the next episode.